0: Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema, and how
1: are you doing today, Michael? I, uh, I'm i doing well. I'm doing well because uh, this movie has really had me thinking in about four different directions. Uh, good pick. Yeah, well, we
0: can thank uh, our very first guest on Christ, Culture, and Cinema, Tom Brinks, for introducing us to this movie while this... Podcast today is uh dropping on the airwaves. I will be with Tom where this movie was filmed oh. in Hawaii. Rub it yeah. in gotta rub it in just a little bit. Yeah. The uh movie we're doing today, a uh movie uh featured with George Clooney, The Descendants. It dropped in movie theaters on September 10th, thousand eleven. Uh I was really surprised by how small the budget was. Now, granted, it was filmed entirely in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, both, I believe, on Oahu and Kauai, the two islands. Um, it had a budget of $20 million. That is really not a lot of money in today's movie-making
1: world. Especially when you got a film in Hawaii. It kind of doubles your food and... Uh, uh, hotel budget, probably, for the...
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I think I know where they save the money. We'll get to that. Now, the box office, I was surprised, $177.2 million.
1: I, did you notice a disparity? Uh, disc- uh, the difference between U.S., Canada, and worldwide? No, I did not. So the U.S., Canada was only $83 million. Hmm. So oh, over half was Worldwide. And so I was curious what what the draw was there's it a George Clooney thing or is it a Hawaii thing but um you know that was I, I was surprised so much more uh, overseas.
0: Yeah, I would probably say number 1 would be George Clooney. He is an international movie star. Yes. Secondly, the moment you put Hawaii in it, you open up the whole Southeast Asian market. True. Uh it's crazy. Japan loves Hawaii. It's not that far of a travel for them to go lots of Japanese influence there. So I have a suspicion the movie may have played well over there. That That would be be. my guess for the world worldwide distribution of this movie. Uh, The director was Alexander Payne and he has done some great movies. I had no idea. Uh, He did the movie about Schmidt. That's the Jack Nicholson movie coming to terms with retirement movie and then his wife dies very tragically early on powerful movie. Uh, he did the movie sideways. I love the movie sideways, uh, two guys kind of on a soul searching bachelor weekend prior to the one getting married. Really, really good movie. Um, he, was in down, he directed Downsizing, another excellent movie, and The Holdovers. There's not a lot,
1: but what he's done is deep. You know, what I did notice, too, and I liked is that he has a lot of really good movies there. Uh, not many. He's only got 15 directing credits, mm-hmm. um, big names in a lot of his movies. Not one of them is the same. Think yeah. about how many directors we have that fall in love with certain people and like weren't working with certain people, and uh, that wasn't the case for Alexander Payne. He's got a lot of different big actors in different movies.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's talk about the uh, cast, uh, the actors, uh, some of their other work. Now, the the lead character that the movie revolves around is Matt King, played by George Clooney. Um, You know, it's funny. I was talking to one of my uh, workers here the other day on campus and he had never heard of the movie. Oh, brother, where art thou? I (laughs) was I was stunned. I said, you are horribly broken. We need to fix that. Uh, I've heard that. Good night. Good luck. One of our movies, Hail Caesar, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, The Monument Men. Gravity and we have gravity coming up in November, by the way. uh we're gonna be taking a look at that one. The movie that didn't do well, and I really enjoyed Tomorrowland. George Clooney does unique movies. He doesn't do run of the mill movies. Leatherheads is another one. uh he does things that other actors I don't think would dare do. uh he takes these risks in these really offbeat, differently placed kind of films. And he pulls it off with great success.
1: Well, I, I just saw him in Ticket to Paradise, Julia Roberts, recently. That was the last, you know. His Isn't that big a fun movie? movie? Great movie. I love um, that movie. I think he's hilarious. I mean, he, for such a great cast, he still is the main character in Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Oh, no name, doubt. You know, he, he carries that. And, and of course, uh, you can't go by without talking about him as Batman.
0: Oh, well, no, we do. We need to go <laughs> buy that. That was bad. That wasn't he good.
1: Acknowledge it. He was one of the Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I guess he came it.
0: back in the Flash movie as Bruce Wayne. Is this true? I have not seen Flash. I haven't
1: had any desire to see Flash. I have not yet. No, I, can't, I can't say anything about that. I, don't I know.
0: think he makes a cameo in it, which would be yet another reason why not to see the movie Flash. Sorry to say that, but... Uh, now playing his daughters, we have Alexandra King played by Shailene Woodley. She's been in the Divergent series to catch yeah. a killer.
1: She's the lead, uh, the Divergent series. She's the woman.
0: Yeah. 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 The, the Moratorian, uh, Big Good Little movie. Lies, Snowden, and oh, by the way, in the, uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, uh, she was in the Amazing Spider-Man,
1: uh, I think I think you know how you like these these make you think movies. You talked about Gravity and, and some of the other ones we've done. Yeah. Have you seen A Drift? No, I have not. Incredible. She is obviously one of the two leads in A Drift, and you think how 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 good a movie can it be? It just takes place in a boat, but what they go through—it's yeah. so good. That's one that you need to put on your list because of the thinking part of what if, what would happen? You know, all of a sudden you're okay. in a boat you're drift. So uh, you'll really like her in a drift.
0: Mm, okay. We'll have to check that one out. Now playing her little sister, Scotty King is Amara Miller, who by the way, won an award for a child actor in a movie for this particular role. Uh, she hasn't been in a whole lot. She's been on the um, uh, cable series 1600 Penn or Pennsylvania Avenue, early risers. And you know, here's the title of a movie, so we can say it here on Christ Culture and Cinema: "A Merry Friggin' Christmas." Um,
1: it, it is friggin'. That's not you're not bleeping it out.
0: No, I'm not. That's the title of the movie.
1: I want point out to everybody, you know, that is the actual title.
0: It is very interesting, but hasn't been in a a ton, even though she really is dynamic in this movie. She is a very believable <laughs> hurting child.
1: Yeah, she did the series uh 2012-13. She did the Merry Christmas in 14. Then she hadn't done anything until this early risers just last year. So she, yeah. she took quite a break, I guess, going through high school and college because she's what, 23 now.
0: I think so. Yeah. Now, playing the mother Elizabeth King, who you only see at the very beginning of the movie, briefly, uh, like on a jet ski kind of thing. Um, and then she's in a hospital bed in a coma for the remainder of the movie. Uh, playing Elizabeth King is Patricia Hasty. Now, what I find interesting about her is that only a few credits and, oh, by the way, all things that were filmed in Hawaii. So this is a Hawaiian resident who found a couple of little roles. Uh, she was a stand-in for Indiana Jones in the Crystal, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, Princess Kialawani, and Lost. Uh, that's it. It's all I have. Uh, but yeah, all not... Hawaiian production stuff.
1: But again, the acting she did in this uh, movie wasn't uh, wasn't budget breaking. No, it was not. Now playing Sid,
0: who is Alexandra's friend slash boyfriend, is Nick Kraus. Uh, Nick has been in things like Boyhood, White Rabbit, Windsor parenthood. I love this one. How to eat fried worms. I have never heard good of it. Book.
1: It's a good book. It's a good Judy, book. Huh? Judy Bloom, I believe.
0: There you go. Uh, yes. so he's been in a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, playing, I love this one, by the way, playing Matt uh, King's secretary. She has a brief role, but I wanted to mention it. Uh, Matt secretary, no, uh, played by Kavi Hart Hemmings. This is her only acting credit but here's the thing. She wrote the book, The Descendants. So they gave her a little cameo in the the movie. She also wrote another book called The Possibilities. And I don't know if that's a follow-up to The Descendants or not, but she wrote a good story. So I'm glad they put her in the movie for a little part here. Now, there's a raft of cousins in the movie. These cousins are all... uh, Uh, partners in this land that they own on the island of Kauai. There's only one that matters. Well, what I find funny is this. So you have this raft of cousins, which they introduce all of them. Of the cousins, four of them, this is the only movie they've ever been in. Yeah. So it's like they grab somebody off the streets of Hawaii and said, hey, you want to be in a movie? Just stand here, nod your head kind of thing. Uh, But the one cousin who does matter is Cousin Hugh, Played by Bo Bridges of the Bridges family. uh, You know, Fabulous Baker Boys, Max Payne, Hit and Run, Stargate, Jerry Maguire, on and on and on and on and on. Lots and lots of television. I mean, what does he have? He has how many acting credits?
1: 216.
0: Yeah, just a few. Yeah, that's a little bit. And he's been around forever and he really does play a... a um. Wonderful character in this movie where he's he fits the stereotype. He's kind of like yeah. the uh flip flop wearing uh aloha shirt, uh, dressed shorts, unshaven, but clearly has money and will be getting a whole lot more if they sell the 25,000 acres in Kauai.
1: He uh he's excellent in bloodline. He's only in about twelve, I guess that's twelve episodes, but he's really good in Bloodline. That's where I yeah, like.
0: Yeah, he's he's a good actor. You know, the Bridges. I we can say this; uh, they're Definitely. all good actors yeah. um, for Boy. sure. Uh, I'm going to jump down now, yeah. playing um, the uh, the realtor who has the affair with Elizabeth. Uh, this is Brian Spear. Is the character? I love this. He's played by Matthew Lillard. And now this is a guy who has an affair with the wife of Matt King, played by George Clooney. Yeah, no one...
1: spoiler alerts. It's 12 years ago, people.
0: Yep. But here's your, here's your crazy thing. I want you to consider the guy who plays Shaggy in Scooby-Doo somehow mm-hmm. has the affair with the wife of the character played by George Clooney.
1: He There's something is... wrong with that
0: picture, man. I'm just telling uh... you.
1: I'll take it a step further. Shaggy are playing in uh, uh, Scooby-Doo is one thing, but he plays the greatest villain killer in Scream. He is hilarious. You've never seen such a funny slasher than he is in Scream. It's it's fabulous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is good in that. That's for sure. Uh, he's also in He's All That. Uh, Halfway There, you know, animation. Always-
1: Huh? he's got a lot of animation.
0: Oh, he does. A lot of voice credits, that's for sure. There's a ton there. And now, the one I also wanted to touch on is his wife in the movie, Julie Spear, played by Judy Greer. And if there was somebody who has a big career besides George Clooney in this movie, here she is. She's uh, quick. Just consider, 13 going on 30, that was a hit. Jurassic World, that was a hit. Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. both big hits. Big Guardians big. of the Galaxy, volume number three, another big hit.
1: Did, did uh, you see Halloween. who she voiced? Huh? Did you see who she voiced in that?
0: Yeah, she was the the pig person. War pig. Yeah, <laughs> war pig. I love it. She's in The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh, by the way, a George Clo- I think George Clooney was involved in this uh, piece, The Three Kings, uh, that's an old movie
1: and George Clooney in Tomorrowland
0: and Tomorrowland yeah,
1: they were together in Tomorrowland
0: and uh oh by the way she was also in a breakout series Californication which was another <laughs> uh interesting made for uh streaming services show uh those are the characters I had. There were lots and lots of, you know folks moving in and out of this movie very quickly and very shortly, but the real focus is on uh, Matt King, his two daughters, Alexandra and Scotty, Alexandra's boyfriend, Sid, and then I would tell you, later on in the movie, Brian and Julie Spears. I mean, there were those friends that were hiding the affair and the like. But again, they come in and out so quickly right Uh, let, let's just talk about this movie because man, I'm telling you this was a really, really good movie that made you think and think about your own life uh, along the way. Uh, the movie opens up like we've mentioned with Elizabeth King. She's there on the water, she's smiling, she's laughing. There's waves, There's white spray. Screen goes dark. When we come back after the opening credits, There she is lying in a coma in a hospital bed. Her husband, Matt King, sitting next to her uh, with his daughter, Scotty. And, you know, here's Matt King going through the litany of I've been a terrible husband, you know, and I love when he says in these opening lines, it's kind of his little monologue where he says, you know, when this all went down, I was in Maui on business and I hadn't talked to my wife in three days. You know, I have to do better. I have to be better. He he's very much going through not just grief, but recognizing that other things have become paramount in his life. Other things have been more important than his wife and his kids.
1: I I I I, I relate and empathize with this idea of when 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 you're when you're working and you love your job, when you're making things happen. Your roles as husband, as father can suffer. And in a situation like this forces you to look at it. And so first it's, oh, what a her- terrible, uh, terrible, horrible. Can you combine those two words? Sure. Uh, what a, what a uh, husband. But then all of a sudden he's got to go pick up his youngest daughter from school and deal with that. Then he goes to get his oldest daughter from school. And all of a sudden you realize he have not been a very good daddy either.
0: Well, you find out, and I love when he says he picks up Scotty. Scotty is a terrorist in her school. She's (laughs) acting out. She's saying inappropriate things to her friends. He has to take Scotty over to one of the little girls' houses to apologize, or the mother is going to try to get the child kicked out of school. Then they got to fly over to the big island of Hawaii to get the older sister, Alexandra, Because we discover, well, she's been drinking and dating older boys. And so they put her in a boarding school where, oh, when they find her, she's drinking and out of her dorm when she's supposed to be. And as this father and two daughters come together, you realize, yes, he has not been a good dad by his own admission. And he says to the oldest daughter, very unabashedly, I haven't taken care of Scotty a day since she was three years old. And now the child is, you know, whatever, 12, 13 years old, 11 years old. And he needs somebody to help him. And he's getting his oldest daughter to help him do this. And that's when, you know, it comes out that the oldest daughter says, you know, I don't want to see mom. I don't like mom. Mom is cheating on you. Mom is having an affair. And now the movie takes this weird
1: left turn. You go back and watch that minute. I think it's over a full minute where the daughter talks about how she caught mom and Clooney is stone-faced. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm waiting for him to say, well, I knew, well, and I understand didn't. Well, that's my fault. And all of a sudden you start to see the anger and the rage and it's like, Oh, he didn't know. Yeah. Because they had me the way it all started. I was sure it was going to be one of those. Well, dear. Yeah. We've been leading separate lives. Yeah, so I was waiting had for it to go that absolutely direction. Absolutely no clue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He had no clue no clue i mean it was and again it it gets back to his admission that he was not a good husband that he was not a good father yet here he is a lawyer he's successful they've got money uh, we discovered this is the descendants piece we discover that they are descendants of the last king of hawaii and that's why they've got all this land and later on in the movie he'll admit we've done nothing to earn or merit this land it was given to us because we are simply descendants. Uh Really powerful scene in the movie. So now this is where you expect the turn he's going to find this guy who's been cheating on his wife and confront him. And uh while the wife is in a coma oh. there's nothing they can do.
1: Not just him. The older and the daughter. daughter is ready to get a pound of flesh.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they find out that this guy is a realtor, and he is currently on the um, where 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 was he was he in Maui or Kauai I think he was in uh I lost track of yeah old. I they go to the island where he's on I believe at this point it's Maui and uh, they they puddle jump over there and he finally sees him you know by chance running on the beach so they know where he's staying. And uh, this is where you expect kind of the punch in the face, kind of the George Clooney offbeat comedic moment. And instead, when he confronts him, he tells him that Elizabeth was in a boating accident. Elizabeth is in a coma. Elizabeth is going to die. And the guy is mortified. He's like trying to apologize. And George Clooney doesn't want to hear it. It's like he's already reconciled this disaster of his family and relationship in his life. He's already kind of forgiven the guy uh, for this. He's now focused on the, on his wife dying and also not blowing up this guy's family with Julie. What's funny is when uh, they have this confrontation and he had talked to the wife earlier, you know, in the movie, he gets the tour of the house. And I love when George Clooney plants a kiss on Brian Spears wife. She's shocked And it's like, he just looks at him and walks away. It's another great acting moment by George Clooney, you know, where he, where it kind of tells the guy, I could have done this to you, but
1: I'm not doing this to you. I'm not doing to you what you did to me. And, and, and Matthew Lillard is a a nice looking man, but if George Clooney wanted his wife, I think he'd be in trouble.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so too. Uh Also along the way, we never mentioned who the actors were who play Elizabeth King, the wife's parents, but there's another story there where Elizabeth's father, who's a Hawaiian native, is kind of a jerk, Uh, but we realize he's kind of a jerk uh, because his wife has dementia and he's trying to reconcile. He's about to lose his daughter even before he loses his wife and it's again, it's a great interaction in this movie of family dynamic where George Clooney could be a, you know, Matt King could be a jerk to his father-in-law in in this movie. He could, but Mm -hmm. he's not. He's understanding. He's forgiving. You know, he's, he, he doesn't even excuse it. He forgives it. It's kind of a, uh, an interesting moment. There's that scene where Alexandra and Sid are there. And when when the wife, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the mother-in-law uh, clearly is in her own mental world, Sid starts to laugh. And I love when the father-in-law says, I don't like you and I'm going to punch you in the face now. And he sucker punches <laughs> Sid punch in the him. face.
1: Well, can you call him a sucker punch if you tell him it's coming? Uh,
0: well, I think I don't think Sid believed the old man was going to punch him. I sure. really don't. So no, i sure. go with it as a sucker punch. And, uh, you know, there again, George Clooney, he is forgiving of this moment. You know, Matt King, the character is forgiving of the moment. It's, it's really an incredible scene. It's not what you expect. Every time you expect this movie to turn to revenge, turn to vengeance, turn to retribution. Instead, we get Matt King stepping back and forgiving first himself, then others around him.
1: It it really is a powerful moment. You've mentioned, you've mentioned the affair and the couple, you mentioned the father-in-law. Let's not forget the, the guy that was in the boat with his wife. uh, Yeah. Cook was the character by Laird, Laird. Hamilton. You know, that scene in the restaurant where it's painful. It's one of those painful scenes like shut your mouth. The girl, shut your mouth, quit talking. To- but for him trying to mourn that loss or well, not a loss yet, but that yeah. tragedy, that accident, wanting to rid himself of feeling guilty for it. Um, it, <laughs> Not that I would ever condone a little girl giving a middle finger to somebody, but it just caps off that scene like, dude, you should have shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's He needed it- forgiveness. Yeah,
0: you know, and how often in life do we see the opposite reactions to every single instance we brought up? Mm. You know, wife having this boating accident, we would blame the guy driving the boat. Uh, Friends covering up an affair, those friendships usually end immediately. Um, You know, yeah children who act out this way, who become thoroughly disconnected from their parents, in-laws who are nasty, where they're never talked to again by the, you know, in my world, we call ourselves outlaws in those family things where we just don't communicate anymore. Uh, You can go on and on. The cousins wanting him to sell this land for big profit and feeling this pressure. And oh, by the way, being entirely, you know, you know, unsympathetic to the fact that his wife is dying in a hospital bed in a coma. And their only concern is selling these 25,000 acres who, oh, by the way, the realtor who had the affair with his wife is at the center of it.
1: It stands to make a lot of money in commission, yeah.
0: You know, so we just keep looking at all it. these circumstances where we know in life people act quite contrary. And over and over again, Matt King surprises us with gentleness, forgiveness, uh, understanding, uh, right. education. I mean, he's educating these people around him of what what they should be thinking, acting, saying, and doing. Sounds very biblical, if you ask me. What? Is yeah. It, the rest is in the Bible? Good heavens. You know, this is so Jesus-like. You know, yeah. how often do we do a movie where the themes are, are you know, they're certainly life. They're certainly relatable. <clears throat> we can find biblical crossovers. But Matt King is living out Matthew 18 in this movie. You know, he's going to the end of it. I mean, his, the trying. scene with he and Brian Spear, the realtor. Right. Where he goes and shows his brother his faults. And in essence, we don't know what kind of reconciliation there
1: is, but he doesn't take it to his wife. He doesn't take it
0: to anyone else.
1: It showed an unconditional for his love for his wife, even at the point of he he recognizes she was going to leave him. Uh, she had an affair, and yet he knew he was partially to blame. And, yeah. And- Was told that, of course, by his friend at the wrong time, but, you know, whatever, uh, that he was to blame for it. But but you see, when he went and he tells Brian, I want to let you know so you could go say goodbye.
0: Well, what about
1: better be that important to you since you were having sex with my wife? Right. Well, what about this one? When Julie Spear, the realtor's
0: wife, shows up in the hospital
1: that was the that was the climax.
0: I that think was climax that was such movie. a great scene because you didn't know what was going to happen, and she came in and did exactly mm-hmm. what
1: we would expect. What she said. I feel somebody needs to forgive her. Yeah, that was awesome. And you
0: know, she's talking about forgiving her, and and I love when finally Matt King goes, "You know what? You've had enough. It's okay." And he takes her. And he takes her out of the out of the hospital room, and, and it kind of closes that chapter. and then you know there's the family, and Elizabeth dies. You know, it, it, you're not sure where the movie's going to go, right? You're expecting something, and what do we get?
1: You know what How does this movie end? it's a It's a cute scene of of just contemplation.: Yeah, not just for them. But for all of us at that point, because I, like I told you, I, I was waiting for all these loose ends to be tidied up because it's a movie and uh, Alexander did not give us that.
0: No, and I think that's what's good about this movie. It's so genuine. It's so life authentic. Life doesn't wrap up at the two hour mark of a movie. Life doesn't find peace and reconciliation when the credits begin to roll. Life is messy, and Matt King's life is messy, but he's working it. He's, he's living as best he can with a heart of reconciliation with his children, his in-laws, his friends, his family, the cousins, and even those who brought pain into his life. The guy driving the boat, the realtor who had the affair with his wife. I mean, as you look at that, it's a very Jesus-like
1: attempt of reconciliating one's life. Right. The the arc of the movie, you know, he starts at the beginning saying, I agreed with my dad. You give your children enough money to do something, not enough to not do something. Right. And I thought that was kind of a neat arc because there he is at the end, you know, you realize it's not about the money. You know he he has that that change in what's important now. I mean, let's face it; those one of those life changing situations. Like we For saw sure. him, he lost his wife, um, and it's and it would have been so easy in a rom com to have him end up with uh, Julie Spear, right? Oh, oh yeah. they had an affair. Julie comes, they—that's one fine day, right, with Michelle Pfeiffer, where the, right. the two parents come together. Um, but they didn't do that, and, no, and that's great because that would have it would have been cute. Again, it would have given us more resolution to what happened, but it wasn't realistic. You know, it's funny. They
0: they label this as a drama comedy. Yes, there are moments where you laugh because life has laughter. But this was a drama. Not yeah. There's not a comedy. This is I would not call this a comedy. I would call this really real life. <laughs> That's what this movie looks like. It's a real screening. life.
1: Screams more of a comedy than this one. Yeah.
0: Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt. I would totally agree. Which I think this brings us to our question of the day. You know, as you look at your life, where are those portions of life that need self uh, introspection and searching for reconciliation? Mm. Where, where do you need to reconcile? Is it with some other person or people? Is it with a family member or a friend? Is it with somebody who hurt you? Where, where does that, where does that lie? Where can you kind of demonstrate this Matt King, uh, open inspection of life and trying to put your best Christian foot forward to be reconciled? Can I add to your question? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Think about it this way. Uh, if you're holding on to a hurt or a pain from past years from somebody, see what happens if you don't let it go. You don't have to wait for them to ask for forgiveness if you just forgive them. I, I think that's huge because again, his wife never got to answer him back. Right. But he, had, he had to forgive her. And that's a great lesson we all need sometimes. We hold yeah, on to repentance.
0: Great point. Now, if you're enjoying our podcast consider leaving a rating or a review and most importantly share 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 realize i'm in a tropical paradise right now while this oh, is being stuck. aired for the first time just had to remind you one more time michael uh I'll be here. Away. got got a couple of rounds of beautiful golf lined up a little luau action we're going to go tubing through the caves down the mountain again uh yeah we're looking forward to it. it's going to be a good time while we're in the lovely, lovely Hawaiian Islands and the most spectacular of natural beauty in Hawaii, the island of Kauai. Now, having said all that, also don't forget the book Christ Culture and Cinema, How Faith and Film Intersects. You can pick that up on Amazon. Now next time we need to go somewhere different. We're heading into October. October usually leads us to Halloween. Um you know maybe one of the less uh, Uh, popular Halloween costumes that a child would don would be for the movie we're going to do next time. Next time, we're going to go and do Deadpool. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.